Okay. Uh, welcome to the Thay Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThayGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions. Anything said in this podcast and future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA. Thank you. All right. Uh, welcome to uh, today's episode. <laughs> when do I ever say welcome? Where, who, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Um, today we're doing something different. Uh, I'm going to have my friends Victor and Alex join us. Hopefully Alex comes back uh, in time. I'm going to be recording the intro and basically everything but today's episode topic prior to um, them being on for the episode topic just because we're trying to buy time uh, for Alex to get back. Um, but yeah, today's making history for the Day Game Podcast. I've never had anybody on uh, that I had dialogue with, so I, I think this is going to be pretty cool. Um, if you end up liking this sort of content, please, and I you know I never really ask for you to like really send in feedback. Like I don't even tell you to like review this like uh, this podcast. I don't tell you to leave a review. I don't tell you to subscribe. I tell you what you can follow maybe, but like I don't tell you to do anything. But it would be amazing if you did enjoy this type of content where I have dialogue with someone. One hundred percent. Please email me at juni at thetagang.com or shout me out on Twitter at realthetagang and be like, yo. It was refreshing and tired of just hearing your voice and uh yeah you should invite your friends on more often and then we can create this whole joe button scenario where uh i get too egocentric and fire my friends and my friends start their own podcast <laughs> um but anyway while i um record uh all the other stuff i'm pulling up earnings whispers earnings for this week uh yeah monday is off for memorial day um, not sure why the market is closed on Friday. Why? What is, what is on Friday? What is, what is this? June 4th? It's not July 4th. What the, what, June 4th? I'm missing something. June 4th. National holiday. What is it? Um... Is it not anything? Wait, is there? Uh, there's just no earnings on Friday. That's crazy. Okay. Well, uh, wait. I, I just need to be sure. I'm just gonna make sure one more time. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, Judy, you should be more prepared uh, uh, for your podcast because uh, that's what I would do. I, I I I would be super prepared, and I I I'd be I'd be able to write a script and make the time to do this. Um, June 1st, June 3rd, June 4th. It's National Cheese Day. It is also National Donut Day and National Hug Your Cat Day on June 4th. So yeah, there's just no earnings on Friday. <laughs> um, so there you go. So before open on Tuesday, you have Canopy Growth. National Hug Your Cat Day. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, nothing after close on Tuesday. Uh, after close on Wednesday, you have Cloudera and Splunk. Uh, and then before open on Thursday, you have Express, uh, and after close on Thursday, which is, it looks like the big day, uh, is CrowdStrike, DocuSign, Broadcom, Lululemon, MongoDB, and Slack. So Thursday is definitely like the tech day. 
you can say that about Splunk a little bit, maybe on Wednesday, but... Oh, and also Zoom after close on Tuesday. My bad. I totally looked over that. Um, but yeah. So, again, if you play earnings, earnings are dangerous. No matter how well a company does, there can be a sell-off. For example, this last week, uh, NVIDIA reported smashed all their numbers beyond expectations. Stock still went down. But it did rocket the next day, so that's cool. Um, but more to talk about that later if I decide to bring it up. Okay, uh, this week on the NewTheatergang.com website updates, uh, there was a bug where the wheel tracker was starting to track premium on your entire stock existence history. Um, whereas the wheel tracker is supposed to only track your most current wheel, which that now correctly does. And uh, I want to give a quick shout out to longtime patron and friend Slow Motion uh, for pointing it out. Um, a lot of my most critical bugs are actually fixed by uh, members of the Discord bringing it up. And so it's just really cool to have that sort of like tight-knit feedback loop. Whereas like people on the internet might see something's broken and they might just be like, oh, this this stuff sucks, it's broken. Instead of like, you know, like letting you know why it's broken or telling you really helpful things. Um, so just another shout out to uh, the patrons that are active in Discord, but also the ones that um, the, just the general public that send in the helpful screenshots and bug reports. You guys and girls know who you are and thank you so much. Uh, another feature that I think was out from the last episode, not sure, but you can now request uh, your username. Oh, I think I remember saying the last episode. Um, but yeah, if you, in case you've forgotten your data game username, like maybe you just created a, a fake one because you thought like, oh, this isn't what I want or like what I want to use. But then you end up changing your mind, you can now find out what your username is and have it sent to your original email. Um, future things uh, that are currently in the pipeline uh, include a ThetaGang sentiment. I want ThetaGang.com to be able to report what the current sentiment is. And so instead of like the CNN Fear Greed Index, um, if you have an account on ThetaGang.com, I want you to be able to vote uh, whether or not you feel bullish or bearish and then go from there. Uh, I think it'd be cool. I, I would like ThetaGang.com to become something that's more shareable, right? Like, I feel like a lot of people put uh, ThetaGang.com slash their username in their bios. That's super cool. Um, uh, in the Discord, we share uh, direct link to trades. So, like, people get all the context in the world um, of the trade while you're trying to talk more about it. Um, but, like, having maybe, like, a more general metric where you can be like, oh, you know, uh, members of this particular website are feeling more bullish. Maybe people are just more bullish in general or vice versa when there's a tech correction or some correction happening. Um, just working on things that I find fun. Um, I also uh, have a few incomplete, not working branches of being able to favorite or follow people. Uh, this has been a request because I'm sure a lot of you right now have bookmarks of your favorite ThetaGang.com profiles. And that's definitely the, the go-to solution right now for visiting people that you like to follow trades with. 
um, a lot of you might just be thinking like, especially if you're in tech, you're like, oh, why don't you just create a friend table and just like create the UI for it? It would be really quick. There's just like a lot of things that you have to look out for. Like, you know, you don't want this type of feature to be abused. What happens if you follow someone for the sake of harassing them? Like, how do I make sure that that person feels safe? Um, because as you all know, like I am the like sole engineer, but also like the moderator. I definitely dictate what's on the ban list, what's bannable or like what's kickable, you know, like all this stuff. And it's just a whole lot of thought that has to go into even the simple things that might appear simple, like following someone. And it's coming together. It's definitely um, was put on like the background um, or lower in priority because of V2. And now V2 is definitely uh, stable and thriving now. Like I'm adding things on top, which feels super nice. Uh, but now it's time to take a step back and revisit old branches and also um, just work and continue to work on fun stuff because I think I mentioned it in the podcast before where as soon as this becomes too stressful or not fun, it's, it's going to end. Like there, there, there will be an end to this eventually. I don't see it coming anytime soon because I'm still having a blast coding it and like recording the podcast. Um, but also trying, uh, like new stuff out. And so going into this next section, um, I usually have the episode topic where I ramble by myself in my room, you know, the whole crazy thing that I do. Um, but today is going to be a little bit special. And I want to preface this with um, just making sure that, like, you understand that we're just friends talking about a technology that we don't know at an expert level. Okay? Like, I don't want to pretend that I am, like, the techie one and I know all about NFTs and all this stuff. But I hope this is, like, alleviating to some of you, too. It's like, there are people in this world that don't get butthurt, right? Like, there are just friends that get together, can talk about things like this. I mean, NFTs are definitely not, like, religion and politics. Those are super polarizing. But, like, you can... You can sort of pick up on like how people talk about like riskier investments or new technology and attribute it in a way where like, oh, this is how that person would handle a more controversial topic. Like how, how open are they to listen to the other side? And so today uh, I'll very, very much just be um, talking about uh, or talking from a standpoint of just playing devil's advocate. Um, I see a lot of value or some value in NFTs, and Alex is more in the middle, and Victor will be playing uh, the person that just doesn't believe in NFTs at all. Um, in terms of like real context of like who believes in what, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Like I'm, I'm not like entirely bullish on NFTs, um, but we'll okay. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it. And so, and Alex is more in the middle, and yeah, Victor. Me and Victor, we go, we go fishing um, uh, very often, and we talk about like all kinds of things. And NFTs just ha happens to be like the topic of like the month. And so um, I also want Victor and Alex to start their own podcast, and I, I just want them to see my entire process. They're basically just gonna be in my room, and we're gonna be sitting right here, just talking into the same microphone I'm using right now. They're gonna see the recording of of audacity and all this stuff and hopefully it inspires them because they are really knowledgeable about like trading cards and like you know what box is good or like like 
they were in it pretty early. Uh, I'd say I was in it before them. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I think they took it to the next level. And so um, if they find inspiration in this, hopefully they you know, can find the time to carve out on their own and start the podcast, and I'll be plugging them here. But yeah, I hope you guys and girls enjoyed today's episode. Uh, there, It might just be one take. It might be several cuts i don't know because we i i actually cuss a lot especially like if i'm just talking to a friend like i curse like all the time but like as far as the podcast goes i like keeping it pg-13 i like i like putting on like you know that like family vibe you you don't have to like turn this off if you have kids in the back seat or something so uh i think i'm gonna try to keep it that way so if you do hear cuts it's probably because you know i slipped or they slipped um but uh yeah we're gonna try to provide you what a real conversation about nft sounds like um and by real i mean three dudes that like don't know much about it trying to talk about it because <laughs> everybody is a pro in the crypto world now right so um i'm gonna shut up I am going to have the very next thing you hear uh, us talking, but just remember one more time, if you do like me talking in dialogue with other people, you have to let me know because I, I'm definitely going to just start doing the thing where I talk about myself again, especially when I'm back at home. But maybe when I'm back at home, as I'm getting emails saying, hey, Junie, you should invite more people on, um, I can you know plan for people to come over and then we could talk in front of my mic again and whatnot. So... I appreciate all of you listening. Uh, I'm going to record the outro real quick um, just to bide more time till Alex gets here. And then, uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a awesome short week. And remember, you are more than the stock market. Losses don't define you. Wins definitely don't define you. And uh, I hope to see everyone in the live stream on Tuesday, 6 p.m., twitch.tv slash realthetagame. Okay, uh, before we get into this uh, section of the podcast, uh, there is a few cuss words that slip while, while we're talking. And so if you have children in the car or if you do not like to hear cussing, uh, feel free to skip today's episode. Um, but yeah, it's just me, my friend Alex, and Victor talking about crypto. Hope you guys and girls enjoy and see you next week. Okay. Uh, we are sitting down on my floor because I don't got chairs, uh, and I'm here with uh, Alex and Victor. Hello. And this, uh, big setup. You know. So I guess <laughs> time people working here. <laughs> what? Sh what is an NFT? It's a non-fungible token, but what does that mean? Let's just let's just get on let's just get on that boat. What is a non-fungible token? So non-fungible meaning you can't duplicate it, right? So, yeah. Uh, the ledger that says this thing exists is like the authenticity certificate of authenticity right basically yeah and it shows that like whoever is on that specific block for that token is like the owner like there's there's clear ownership of whatever is owned in that nft right right um and as we know 
Like NFTs are like, they could be anything. Anything could be turned into an NFT. Right. Mm -hmm. And there are... Anything digital. Anything digital. Yeah. Then there's like those people that, like that Black Lotus on eBay. Yeah. You've seen that? Where like they are offering... Uh, an NFT of the Black Lotus. If you buy it, it's like a if slab, you buy it. a nine point five or something. Yeah, like yeah. Which is like so if why? You, <laughs> you buy the real card, you get a digital NFT of it. Yeah, but yeah. You, but you get both. Yeah, yeah, you get both. Wait, but is a digital NFT of the slab or the art of the card? And so that's not particularly clear. To well, me. But, but then if if the NFT is a thing authenticating it being real. Then is that so? That's not entirely true, right? Because like, isn't PSA the the yeah, yeah. the PS or BGS whatever? Yeah, yeah. They're authenticating it. They authenticate it. It's like who owns it is determined by well, t- to you, Victor, it's probably like whoever oh. has the card. Actually, oh, actually, yeah. actually, no, actually, no. Wait, that could still be important because okay, say you have a person authenticating it, right? And then you have the NFT saying you know this thing is real, also like double verification kind of thing. Now, if it's ever sold to someone else, you can trace NFT to see who owned it before to verify it because now there's like people who have like fake slabs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you could know that the person you're buying it from bought it for someone else who was also reliable, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, down the line, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a good reason to use an NFT for things like that, just to track ownership and a history, right. which I think, um, just to go a little bit more off topic, is like, I think the weed industry does this where they have a seed to sale program where like they need the government needs to track and tax people for marijuana and they need to have um the seed of a marijuana plant track all the way to when it flowers and buds and that's how it gets taxed so it's like making sure that it hits every uh, that seed is tracked with a with like some sort of thing on the blockchain where it's a ledger and then the ownership gets passed down without some central entity is a cool prospect of the technology. Because, like, right now, that information probably lives on someone's server. And someone, if that server gets blown up, if there's not enough, like, protection of, like, loss of data, maybe, then things will go haywire. But the ledger is something that everyone shares, right? That's just blockchain. There's no way the the token could be lost. True. Yeah. And And, people will always have a global place to look. That's probably easier for handoff if it's, like, contract gigs it's like oh they lost the contract we're just gonna give you know mm-hmm. here's all the nfts of all the things that we've been tracking yeah take care of it it's like you don't have to like do like uh different platforms and like they're using this and we're on this and now we gotta figure out how to merge it all kind of thing mm-hmm. i'm not a huge fan of having nfts be um have anything to do with anything in the physical world i have i have like a huge problem with that we're like physical yeah like having and NFT, like, like selling a toy mm-hmm. and an NFT version of that toy, like, I'm not a fan of. Like, I don't like people um, having, like, what if the toy is, a re- what if the NFT is a representation of the toy and the authenticity of the toy? And then the toy gets burned. Uh-huh. It lives on the blockchain, but the, the toy is gone. Yeah. Right. And right. so I feel like that whole gray area of what happens to the real life item versus the integrity of what is saved on the blockchain it's still up to the owner to say hey this was burned but maybe that's just a whole different purpose it's kind of like your data game website <laughs> we have to be honest and say yeah so it's like yeah. are you going to own up to the toy getting burned right yeah right i, I think 
as far as sales go, people are selling the physical because that's more immediately relatable. Like I understand what a physical toy, I understand what that is. Mm -hmm. So if I get that and I get the digital thing as a plus, like you know, like um, how artists do like uh, merch, but digital album sales because mm -hmm. the merch sale counts as the album sale. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I don't want I like the album is like whatever, but I want the Travis Scott shirt, or whatever that kind of thing, right? So I think similarly they're doing the NFT where they're doing like, uh, I know, it's a Kings of Leon, I think. They did a thing where it's like you, if you buy their NFT, you get front row uh, right. seats. Oh, and I was talking to, oh my god, I was talking to Austin about that like before. Like, is that not dumb to you? Like they're not they're, they're strictly selling this NFT and they're attaching this bonus to it. So what's the value of the actual NFT? It's just a money scam. Yeah. They're just saying like, hey, buy this, give us the money, and we'll give you like these benefits. But like. Yeah, I, you guys will just pay for the benefits. Might as well pay well for yeah. depending I, on how much the NFT costs, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think in the long run, those ones will probably not, like, yeah. survive. Because they're too, like, one foot in each door kind of thing. It's, mm -hmm. like, half physical, half real, yeah. where it's, like, not fully committing. Um, there was an interesting one with uh, Picasso's uh, Guernica? Or what the Ball. heck? I forget which one it is. Go, 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 what is but, it? But the, NF, the, the NFT, <laughs> so the NFT was, um, it was, I, I can't remember if it feels the bull painting or if it was Guernica, but um, basically you have the painting, uh, whatever museum owns it, mm -hmm. uh, but the NFT was an overlay, like an AR thing uh, on top of the painting. So when you go to the painting, now the painting like comes to life yeah. like, in your phone Yeah, kind and of there's thing. different iterations, right? Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that. Uh -huh. And then and then they went the whole like dumb route that like tr uh, sports cards do where they have like a one-of-one. One right, like, exactly. I've, I've seen this. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah. Like, they have a one-of-one one that you visualizer only? That yeah. you look through and on you have your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you own it? Do you own the visualizer? Yeah. You don't own but the But you painting. have to be there to see it. Yeah. Yeah. You own the visualizer. Yeah. You can't do anything else with it. No. Yep. That's. But see, like, 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 like that's kind of like um, that's kind of like uh, art artist like musician sampling, right? Where you're taking an existing work and then right adding your own thing on top of it, and then that gets into the whole gray area of like, mm -hmm. are you profiting off their work without licensing? Kind right. Of thing? So with NFTs, I think for the music industry and sampling. Um, it makes perfect sense to me, right? Mm -hmm. Your NFT, a song, let's say Kanye wants to use it, because Kanye got caught, remember, he was, like, downloading shit off, or stuff off uh, the torrent, right? And then, like, uh, I think Dead Mouse had called him out, right? And he's known for, like, just doing samples and getting it cleared later, mm -hmm. right? And then it's easy to track, like, oh, did you actually get the sample or not? It's like, no, because right. we didn't track the NFT to you. Right. Right. And, oh, and, and because each sale of the song has uh, the kickback that's in the... the ingrained in, in the in the uh, smart contract yeah, yeah which is what people right. are really banking on is like if you know going towards like digital things like music there's also like digital art and i know victor's a fan of mad dog jones and like giving credit where credit is due is definitely a use case for nft because if it's original if it's truly original you can guarantee that you have irrefutable proof that you uploaded it first mm -hmm. 
which is like as soon as you create an original song upload the song data where like you track the number of bytes it, it specifically make the song the highs and lows this like that's all those are all just data points that could live in the nft where like this the original sound file might not be the nft but it's the nft saying like hey i made this song these are the songs meta stats and then uh, this song, if it, if you hear it anywhere else, you know that it's mine, which can be related to like sampling and stuff. Right, but then let's say if I was like, um, who's a uh, like Marvin Gaye's family, you know, they're getting a lot of people sample their stuff and they're mm -hmm. like really hardcore on yeah, the lawsuits and stuff, right? So if I own the song and I minted it and someone else wanted to use it, I don't do I re mint the part that they want to sample? Because I'm the mint, then that means that minting doesn't really make sense because I the, I have the NFT I own it this guy wants to use it what I do I don't give him the NFT I think I license it to I, him but licensing doesn't have an NFT attached to it so so the there's like a huge reason why the NFTs belong on the Ethereum blockchain and it's like the, there's like all these smart contracts and all this code that goes into what makes up the NFT there's also like legal things like outside of the NFT that like who's to say that like once it's on the blockchain like you're the one that has to do everything with that specific nft like what if um i buy a card from you like in real life like if i send you like thirty thousand dollars wire transfer mm -hmm. and for your nft but you never send it like who, who like the nft world is in its infancy and it's so new that like these like general rules that we try to put on it seem like they don't make much sense like, who's going to uphold the blockchain it's up to you to go get your thirty thousand dollars back there's no government that's entity that's yeah. yeah that's like the guy who uh lost like all that bitcoin in the day yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah he walked out yeah, yeah he yeah. was like i thought decentralized was good but then i realized centralization yeah <laughs> 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 so sick, guys. i have a million dollars i can't get it nice nice. nice yeah because a bank would help me find my password but i can't do it myself <laughs> <laughs> right what so do are we in agreement though that NFTs are good for artists? Let, let's just do a general statement like that. NFT is good for artists, yes or no? Yes, but like as long as I think I think uh, it's really oversaturated right now because anyone can make it. Oh yeah. So yeah. everyone has to have like their own unique take on it. It can't just be like I made digital art. This mm. is NFT. Right. Buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think it is good, but. There's definitely artists like abusing it, like uh, uh, like you said, Kings of Leon or whatever. I know Lupe did it, Louis Fiasco, yeah. and it's all the thing like, hey, I'm just gonna make this like BS, uh, like Jeff Staple did it, right? And we put out this BS NFT, it's just like this image, but then you get this XYZ benefit to it. So they're really just trying to shill, like selling this over expensive bid war on this piece of art mm -hmm. to get people to be like, oh my god, this is gonna be worth like you know, 500,000 yeah. F in the future. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they just pocket that money and they give them this like bullshit, like, oh, you get front row seats for yeah. like five, uh, five concerts or something. Let's yeah. talk about, because uh, we've, you and I've, I've already let them know on the, on the, in the early in the podcast. Uh, so me and Victor, we go fish and we talk in the car about NFTs. One of the cases that we always talk about, uh, we need your opinion, Alex, on this, is the whole thing about if a artist creates a original piece of art and sells it as an NFT. Mm -hmm. There are going to be trolls, there are going to be people that say, hey, look, you own that, but so do I. And they go to the picture, oh, they right-click, <laughs> <Yeah, I'll sit there. laughs> copy and paste. 
<laughs> what are your thoughts on just that in general? You can start from anywhere. There's, there's difference between ownership and like, just like I guess having it. Like I could go download any song and um, uh, technically, if I go on Spotify, I have every song on my phone, right? True. And but I don't actually own any of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's 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 value in like. I was gonna say physical ownership. I mean, just ownership in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that may not matter to everyone. Like, so for some people, having the, you know, uh, super artifacted MP3 copy of whatever song is good enough, right? Mm-hmm. And some people want like the premium, like straight rip from the CD uh, or flat flat quality file of the song, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to try and convince anyone that, you know, ownership is super important. You have to do it. That's mm-hmm. why NFTs are important. Mm-hmm. Because some people might not care. But for the people who do care about that and, like, have, I guess, a disposable income, then now there is a way to actually qualify that. Yeah. But my take for that is, yeah, I mean... Everyone has their own different, like, value to ownership of things, right? Right. But I kind of feel like that's a little bit of a cop-out answer. Only because it's like, every time with anything, you can be like, well, as long as one or two rich people want it, then it's worth that. Which I don't think is necessarily true. But is that a problem that it's worth But I guess it's like, like, it's not a problem, but it kind of just shows me how, like, NFT doesn't really have any, I want to say, like, actual, like, value. Sure, because you, because in your head right now, it's kind of like just a label of, like, hey, look, I own this, or hey, look, I've supported this. What is actual value to you? That's, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's something. That's that, a good question. Like, that's something to say, too, right? Like, I could buy, like, a, like, but, a Guru Island or something like that, and to you, it might not be valuable, but to me, it is. Yeah, like, yeah. like my actual value, do you mean, like, uh, like, utilitarian, like, I can do something with it? Because I don't think it has that. It, it would probably yeah. classify as like a luxury good. Yeah. Like yeah. No one really needs it to like, you know, operate. Right. Yeah. People are shilling it as a, this is a necessity. Or not, I don't want to say shill. People are mm-hmm. saying like, this is a, a future thing. You know, it's like really big. But every time you listen, like, do you listen to uh, JBP where they brought that guy talking about? Um, yeah. And he, he had no, he, they, Rory kept asking like, why? Like, what's mm-hmm. the, what's the actual thing I can do with it? He had no, like like very basic even at a basic basic level of like why it's valuable and important to like the industry as a whole yeah right. I, I i i think there's value in it it's probably too early stages to know what the value is yeah but i also right. think um if there is value in it and you truly believe that then there's no rush to go go into it because if it's going to last the test of time mm-hmm. why would you have to like immediately, immediately going into it. It's, yeah. it's like the internet. Yeah. This is this. It has the potential to be as big as the internet if we finally get a way to just have everyone agree that anything on the blockchain is real. I mean, granted, there's always gonna be those bad apples that like try to like. I don't know. It's really hard to prove that like someone like does something super malicious on the blockchain, but like, just having this thing where you can put your name on something. That's not essential. Like, if you made a video, like original video or original song, and you put the, again, the data points on the blockchain, you can say that's yours. 
when you upload something on YouTube, it's not apparently clear that you own it. It's like under your name on your YouTube Google account and Google owns that information. Like all of this, like, uh, like it might not sound sick about like, oh, saying like, oh, I own this or, or you know, I have rights to this, but having it separate from someone else's server or database is pretty huge. I, I think uh, it, it kind of goes to like the whole privacy and licensing kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. like if you, any, any photo you upload to Instagram, right? Instagram has the right to use that for any marketing material as they wish, right? Yeah. So your photo could appear in an Instagram ad and you won't get any kickback from that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, hey, thanks for that. You know, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, they own it. Um, it probably, that, that ownership probably has more value if it's on your own platform, I feel like. Like, if I have an NFT of a of a art piece that someone uploaded to Instagram, I guess it would be the higher quality version of that, which, you know, someone may not care about mm -hmm. it, whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, That's assuming that they do provide that. Right. But if, if it's, like, something that they never upload to Instagram, purely did it from, like, let's say they had, like, a digital art show somehow. Yeah, it's, like, if, a, if straight from Illustrator if, or something. If that's possible, yeah. yeah. And it, that's that's all that exists. Then I think there's more value in it because it doesn't exist in, like, you know... Right. So, remember when Mad Dog Jones dropped the thing, a mass auction, mm -hmm. and we were talking about it, and, like, he's, he's like, incredible artist. If you're listening, MDJ... I love you, Mad Dog Jones. <laughs> but I was just this. I did this to make a, to kind of prove a point with Alex. Mm -hmm. We were talking, and then like we saw every single. It was like a GIF, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was telling Alex like, GIF? "Oh, it's GIF, whatever." I just right click save, right click save, right click save, GIF. And then I was like, "Well, I own it now too." <laughs> and I was like, "I can open my computer and look at it anytime I want to now with the audio and everything, great quality, right?" Yeah. So is it like, does MDJ give the actual file? that he made it from, we don't know, right? Or is it just a higher quality? Or like, what do the, what do you actually get with it? Or is it literally the same shit that I can get by right-click and saving? Right? I so then, why does it matter to someone that they own it? Because me and Austin were talking, right? Like, if you own it, that means like, you bought it as a legitimate, from a legitimate release, right? So bringing back to like sneakers, right? Like, if you have, um, uh, bread one that you bought directly from Nike or like a bread one that's like a UA, mm -hmm. right? People will say like, oh, the UA is fake. But some people will be like, well, that was from, you know, the authentic factory of Nike, right? But it wasn't from the actual release. So people consider it fake. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I consider it fake, right? So then people might consider like, if you right click and save the Mad Dog Jones art, yeah, yeah. it's fake, right? Or fake. But is it actually fake? Because he still made it. It's not like someone in China, like, Try to copy it and did the same exact thing. Yeah, it's not a counterfeit. It's not a se, counterfeit per se. Because he still made it. Right. But did I think people will uh, overstate how much, or not, not overstate, um, underestimate how much digital degradation exists? Like, What's digital degradation? Like, like isolation and stuff. Like, like, like the. Try like try and go listen to a CD now, right? Mm. How how would you do that, right? It's still a digital file. True. A, C a CD, even though it's a physical object, the files in there are digital, right? right? True. How would you go listen to it now? Right. Yep. That was right. like what, fifteen okay. years ago, twenty years ago? Uh 
now go like 30 years back and try to listen to cassette. cassette. Where would you find a cassette player, right? Uh-huh. How would you get any of that into like the real world, right? Things like that happen uh, constantly where old platforms that don't exist anymore and specific files that can only be opened by certain application, that kind of thing, um, happen and now that thing is completely unusable. Like, right. uh, let's say like some video editor, but exported. But you really file. see that with like a standard .jf file, which is... But what, but what I'm saying is like um, the master file that he created, mm-hmm. however he created with all the layers and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and... I'm sure it's not because the, the the one that we downloaded it was like what like a no it was pretty big three thousand by four I don't know it was pretty big but it was yeah. <laughs> and that's assuming MDJ actually gives you the master file and you could do whatever you want with yeah the true file. true I doubt but, but the artist would actually do that though, but right? even the master file is like okay so the the other count argument I heard is like okay so you you collect magic cards right yeah every magic card is a reproduction none of them are the real art but it's that's. Okay, we're we're dancing on a fine line because yeah, you can actually play with magic cards and like the art isn't the main reason you collect it. It's a big okay. part of it. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. Then, yeah. then we'll just. But also, some art is specifically commissioned for the card. Right. They may do it on the side, and they have to size it down, or whatever. Yeah. And there's like a there's like a subgroup of people that like collect Magic the Gathering art, which you can do, yeah, and you can yeah. get the yeah. original artist proof, or you get like yeah. a frame. But it's still the physical. Okay, yeah. fine. Removing the sure. playability aspect. Let's okay. go Pokemon then, because no one plays Pokemon. We're <laughs> 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 talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no it's one true. plays Pokemon, but all yeah. these cards have value, right? Uh-huh. None of those cards are the original production, right? No yeah. one's ever seen the original Charizard but drawing. But it doesn't matter. Right? But, matter but, 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 yeah, exactly. So it's like that's kind of what I'm like um, alluding to, where it's, it's like I guess the master file doesn't always like like the original piece doesn't really always sure. matter, right? Okay. But, Fine, to, yeah, but yeah. to the right person, it may, right? Right. Yeah. And it doesn't like it, yeah. It kind of goes to the art thing, but you know, it doesn't matter unless you know one it does to one person, and that person brings all the value. Yeah. Which that that's how luxury items work, though. It's yeah. Like, you don't have to convince everyone because it's not a necessity. Yes. And so right. let me let me provide you another example that me and Victor talked about. Um, the whole thing about copying and uh, save as with a Mad Dog Jones digital art piece, that can be related to times now where like, what if I got into fine art mm-hmm. and I really like Rembrandt paintings mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't afford Rembrandt painting, not for, as a luxury good right now in my time of my life. But I really like Rembrandt. So I buy a, I guess just call it a counterfeit Rembrandt. It looks remarkably close. It's still on canvas. It has all the oil in it, everything. I pers- I'm the type of person that personally wouldn't just do that, though. It's like, I, the same thing with the Mad Dog Jones thing. I don't think I'm the type of person that would actually click save as and then, like display it on my wall because like if i knew that there was a way to actually buy it i'd rather buy it and that just might be i might be in like some sub demographic where people i don't care yeah so we had talked about this right right like you buying that rembrandt yeah because the same thing with shoes i would never buy fake shoes and uh, flex as a right yeah it's it's super whack yeah but buying that rembrandt and knowing that it's counterfeit like of course, because you can't afford the original. Mm-hmm. 
bring that back to Mad Dog Jones, you're still getting the original per se. Yeah, you would, digitally. So, so you would get the same emotional enjoyment, I guess, out of it because, mm-hmm. like, oh, I have this thing, whatever. But I think there's also some kind of uh, like if you pay more, you're more committed to it. Sure. So you treat it better, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But how do you treat a digital file better? As yeah, opposed to like yeah, sneakers, yeah, like I'm gonna yeah. keep it on my shelf, keep all the dust. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay, so I I don't know how every artist is doing there. I know when Beeple did his, he was talking about um, uh, Beeple crap. Uh, he was, mm-hmm. I guess that's cursing, but it's in his name. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, he was talking about how for his one of for his one of one, I think the other limited ones, he saw each sale as like a relation between the artist himself and the buyer. So however that person wanted to display it, whatever, he would work with them and it would become a more like, uh, it's like a director, like building relationship with the customer. Kind of that thing. sounds good when you tailor, because me and Victor talk about this with Mad Dog Jones, right? Where if there was something unique about right. a digital thing that made it particular to that right. specific non-fungible token. So is that like in that painting, if that dog was green, and there's only one green, yeah. and that's determined by the blockchain because anybody can copy and save as and then change that color to green. Right. It's the whole pro, it, especially, but. Hmm. No, no, no. Jones also anyone could just download. Gifts. Anyone yeah. could just download that one that he put out. Like he says, this is the one I'm, that I'm, uh, I'm selling. Uh, there's only 100 quote unquote copies, right? Yeah. But then there's nothing unique about the 100. Copies. Right. So me right clicking and saving, essentially, I don't know how they get it delivered. Sure. It should be exactly the same as the one hundred that we're done. But if Mad Dog Jones is something like, here's what it'll look like, but yeah. that cat in the corner is gonna be a different color. And by yeah. having that, that's how you know you have the one hundred. It would be and so no one else will right. ever see it. Yeah. And it's up to you if you want to post it. And if you post it, then someone can copy it, but that's the deal of nature of you owning it. It would be super yeah. sick if he made each one different because it's all on the blockchain, dude. Like that smart contract runs like a formula that says like, okay, this this runs or this color changes this, color changes this. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if you just hired someone just to put in a little more extra work on top of your digital art that like helped you turn that cat into one hundred different colors, and then Victor owns the yellow one, Alex owns the the green one, right. and then I own I don't know I get super lucky I own the gold one, right? And then therefore, every person has one. And then oh. that, from moment on, you know exactly how that has trickled. And yeah. Where that and then if, if someone owns the one where it's just a normal black hat, you know they just right click and save, which is okay. We, yeah. Right? Which is totally that's fine. Yeah, that can be like a yeah. GR unlimited release. Yeah. 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 So like, do you know what those are? Yeah, no crypto. Yeah. So it's like they're all like algorithmic, algorithmically generated, right? Yeah. I forget it's how. It's like Crypto but... Kitties, but it's like the first of its kind yeah. for Crypto Kitties. Yeah. And so they're uh, 24 by 24, 26 by 26 uh, pixel images of cyberpunk looking characters right. that go for like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. What can you do with it? Nothing. Can you save it? Can you? Well, yeah. I mean, well, the, the, what people do is they. People who buy it, mm-hmm. they'll make it their avatar profile. Yeah. On like, Twitter, like uh, Bobby Hundreds on ones. Yeah. So uh-huh. he, it's his, it's now his profile picture on yeah. uh, 
Twitter, Instagram, pretty much all of social is media. Is it a? Is it? Does it have animation? No, no. It's, it's just. It's literally just. So like we could write like a saber if we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is the alpha of NFTs. Yeah. yeah. For as if we're relating it to magic, and one of the cool things about changing your profile picture to that CryptoPunk, which I we we haven't talked about yet in this room, is like just the concept of the metaverse and how you represent yourself on the internet. It's like, if everyone's a stranger on the internet, you finally have something that you can call your own. Right now it's like your screen name, right? Yeah, yeah. obviously there's not enough CryptoPunks to go around because there's only 24,000 of them or right. some, some arbitrary yeah. number. But having that identity is of topic for a lot of shows right now. Yeah, so like, your online presence, your digital identity, your online avatar, right? Yeah. Like, you watch, like, movies like Ready Player One, people go in and they have, like, this persona, right? Yeah. We're not there yet, and who knows if we ever will be. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you think about, like, any video game, right? Like, Dota, Valorant, Overwatch, whatever, all those games. You have skins, you have all these things. You deck out your character in some way. That's a digital good. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. You can't use that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You spend hundred dollars on this game yeah. it True. only exists there right True. but right. like what can you do with it but that's it. <laughs> try, try, no. try, try to tell any of your girlfriends it's a good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> try telling your girlfriends <laughs> Swords Swords but it does have value because you can use it in the game yeah and you you right? differentiate yourself from your you know from everybody else you find you get your identity because right. you by buying skins for like a particular hero in Dota, you kind of say like, okay, I play this hero a bunch, so I'm investing money into it to show you that I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like or character. to show yourself, right? Yeah. So I guess bring that back yeah. to Mad Dog buying it straight up. You're just telling yourself that I support this guy. Yeah. Which. Yeah. yeah. And I don't get me wrong. I totally agree with. Yeah, I totally agree with content creators getting paid like mm-hmm. for their content, digital, physical, whatever. That yeah. should be one hundred percent. And it's a great way for people that make digital art to actually get paid because assholes like me would just right-click save. Yeah. 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 Which is great. But maybe I think that it's the price that is a little ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. But that's kind of bad to say because it sounds like you're saying, Mad Doctor, you're just not as good as um, one of these physical artists when he's probably like much significantly better. Like just because it's digital, it warrants a lower price. Like, that doesn't really... That's right. not right. Yeah, yeah I mean, he puts in just as much yeah. work. Like, look at the, like, Blizzard. Like, Chris Chris showed me his work. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, like, all, all the famous that people that do, like, the box covers and all that. It's all digital art. It's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can... It would take forever. Or it would be super hard to do that on, um, you know, physical canvas. So like, let me let me ask that. Artists. Would you hang up on the wall? Like, granted, technology moves just a little bit more forward. But, like, there's, like, a thin frame that can... Hang on the wall. Oh, people, that looks good. People has that. Oh, they have I that. Think, I think they did it where it's like the digital frame in the bottom has like a QR code that shows you what yeah. the yeah what the yeah. Tone it's is. like a frame like so people like he it's it's a yes he yeah so he's like he's got it down he's like he knows what he's doing like yeah. he the the relationship with the customer that's all good like each of them are unique and made with the relationship with the customer that is. 100% so that I can get behind. It's the whole Mad Dog Jones making 100 a artificial scarcity and then having the 100 be exactly the same. That's kind of weird. Right. And then I want to ask you, Victor, is like, would you hang up, because you're the right-click save-as guy, would you hang <laughs> up on, on your wall uh, in the house a Mad Dog Jones that you right-click and save? 
I think I would, but I do, I would have that inkling in the back of my mind is like, oh shoot, like he actually released this, so it kind of feels bootleg, but at the same time, it's not, it's 100% not bootleg, because he made the art, it's like, it's his, it's not like, like I said, another company just like trying to yeah. recreate it, um, as opposed to, let's say, Beeple, right, if he just shows the still image, I don't know if this, he does this, but imagine if he just had the still image, and he's like, you buy it, we'll work together, we'll create a custom frame, put the NFT tag on the bottom, and here's the animated version, and only you can have it. That would be like completely different. I would not right-click save the people one and hang that on my wall. What if every right-click save had a watermark? <laughs> Which is annoying, but... <laughs> <laughs> Which is annoying. Google, Google Chrome is taking ideas right now. Yeah. Like... The watermark, is this uh, MBJ on it? No, like... This is, this is fake? You pirate Windows 10 and it says like, you know, please like put an authorized key or whatever yeah. to save that. I mean... Put in the authorized NFT key. Yeah, yeah. You own it. yeah which I think he should do that. 100%. No, that's just not, that's just not a, a technology yeah. that we would ever probably... No, what do you, no, no, I'm saying like he lists his thing on the um, oh, watermark site. Sure. Like, a, a watermark on the bottom corner, top corner that says this is not an authorized whatever. So if I right click save, that's always going to be there. But So here's another point that you and I talked about too is like there's going to get to a point where the authorized version leaks. leaks. Yeah. Right. So and then if that, you're the then owner no... for that, then that's your bad. Yeah. And now I, I would mean, say that. Don't you want to display it somewhere? Like wouldn't you want to Deflex like... it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But then... I don't know, you just throw it up and you put your own watermark on it. <laughs> it's owned by this guy, I guess. I don't know. Good. Just cut it out. Like, I mean, that would be pretty cool. You just do the art and on the bottom, it doesn't have to be in the art, but like it's technically part of the file. And it's like a watermark and every time you transfer, it just changes that to your oh, name. That would... What if you just go around collecting all the watermarks and then turn that into an art piece of like, all stolen art? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, thanks, 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 Digital graffiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think to answer your question, I would hang it up because it's still his art. It's still him. Like I wonder. But you didn't support him. That, that from from what I'm hearing from. Yeah, you, I mean, I would like, love. I would him. love to support him if it didn't cost like fifty thousand yeah, yeah. F. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I, I can't. I, I can't support it. if he did an unlimited release version and was like, I, I'm selling this for like, even a hundred bucks. I'll buy it for a hundred bucks, right? Maybe even two hundred. So you're telling me he doesn't have. Anything else? No, they're all done through. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He doesn't have anything else that you like that you would hang up, like just out of value or just not out of value, just like out of like principle that you just hang up one of his cheaper ones. No, I would. I love. No, he doesn't have any cheaper ones. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, all his yeah. are like like ten. Are they all on yeah, bid? Were they all on bid too? Uh, I forgot. Yeah, I think even his. I think his unlimited ones are. Uh, like, they're at a price where we could buy all the gurus. That, that's, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Uh, unlimited isn't, isn't even actually unlimited because they are, like... Still... You, you, yeah. you, can, you, can, you can only mint so many, right? Okay. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think even the unlimited ones are up for auction, too. Right. So, if he had a truly unlimited version where he just puts it up, <laughs> pay me 20 bucks, we'll give you an MT, I would buy that. I would truly buy unlimited. NFT machine go that's what it's feeling like. I mean, though. what's the requirement like, to mint something? Does it cost uh, anything? Yeah, it'll cost money to mint something. Okay, yeah, but sure. what else? Does it, like, lower something within the Ethereum market? It's, it's, or, it's, I don't know. So, I, I hate this argument, but uh, the unlimited ones do consume more electricity. Quote, yeah. big quotations. It does. Because, it does. Because, it does. Yeah, because 
you know, if you do one versus you do a thousand. Right, but I mean, you just bake that into the but price, right? like, regardless of whether they do actually consume electricity, which they yeah. do, but it's not that mm -hmm. much because if, if you compare it, that, there was that one um, study where everyone's like, look, it, it's as much as like a family home running electricity for three years or something, something like that. Uh -huh. Like, this is completely off word on that. No, 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 no. But, but, but the... The individual co contribution to the environment is always going to be small, and people will always try to make it seem like if you do something, you can change it. Like if you start recycling, if you do this, yeah, yeah, you yeah, change yeah. It. yeah, yeah. But if you look at like actual like a human like a ha human one person's household electricity electricity consumption is is negligible. It's, it's nothing yeah. compared to like a business. Yeah, a small business is like. I mean, a hundred times, yeah, like ten thousand yeah. times more than that. I totally used to think like that too, but my. My fiance is super like, yeah, it's negligible, but, and I, I personally try to do that, like, you no, know, yeah, I, I still as do. a part, not to make myself feel better, but kind of just to be like, oh, I'm doing what I can. No, yeah, yeah. And if yeah. like a, a hundred people start doing what they can, and then a thousand people, and then a hundred thousand people start Different doing what they can. Different starts with one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it can, can create some sort yeah. of difference. No, no, I, I get that. Like, I don't. Uh, I always use re, um, the same set of utensils. I never use plastic. I recycle, even though I don't. I, I, I'm like ninety nine percent sure it doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so even, yeah. I, I, I sort out all my paper and aluminum, and all yeah. that shit. Like <laughs> at least you're at least you're trying. Hopefully yeah. that it will do something. You know, yeah. I, I uh, flatten out boxes and throw them in the recycling can, yeah. and you know. But but at the same time, like it's 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 very minuscule compared to the big picture right and right. i think the individual whether it's a single artist selling nfts mm -hmm. or a one person started recycling compared to the grand scheme of like yeah, it's not, gonna happen, yeah. It's not yeah. yeah especially if there people are complaining that if you do an unlimited version of an nft it's gonna cause so much energy use yeah <laughs> so like who cares and then bake that into the price like whatever but yeah going back to that if mad dog jones did create a true unlimited version i would buy that but then I think, okay, I buy it, now what? At least if I have a physical Pokemon card or something, I can display it or I can like look yeah, at it I whatever, or I can show it off. Instead of being like, hey, yo, Alex, come yeah. to my computer. Let me log in real quick. Check out this NFT that I just bought. <laughs> or let me send it to you. Yeah, send it to you. <laughs> I own it. I own it. Exactly. And that's the yeah. problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so okay. that's the one thing which I don't like Topshop. But oh Top Shot has Top Shot has the platform where it's viewable, right? Yeah, like, they own I, the platform where it's viewable, and they're the distributor of right. the thing that is viewable. Right, yes. and like it's kind of crazy to think about like NFT, like in like how big it's been, right? In like the last year, which is like right. That's before that most people haven't heard of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and for a big brand like the NBA to yeah. immediately latch onto it, yep. have this thing ready to go, a site where you can share and whatnot. Yeah, you know they're they're still fixing whatever has to be done with it, with like trying to withdraw money. Yeah, and, it took um, forever, right? And but uh, does that tell you that it's just a money grab? I think what NBA tried to do is that they wanted to be the first alpha yeah. of the uh, trading card industry going to NFTs. Right. Which, I mean, you see Tops. Tops, Tops has an NFT Tops section. Street Fighter at it. Yeah. And so, first mover advantage is just being able to dictate, like, what what goes on in the market. You you know what Top Shot Fine. is doing when they give you, like, 
chances to look at packs. Oh, this is this. There's exclusivity. Right, right. If, if the, yeah, yeah. And then they also give you these incentives to like buy more, more. so you can get into the more exclusive packs, which is genius because it keeps money in the market, which is what you need for right. a healthy market. But yeah. I think, okay, my only problem with NBA Top Shot, I guess, are like. Alright, it's like, <laughs> having that platform is fine, Okay. but I don't think any of those actually warrant the price that no. they have, and I don't think, I think that, like, it's getting people to think that these are actually, like, valuable items, and we go back to value, like, oh, value to one person different from another, but, like, you can literally watch these things on YouTube. Yeah, in a better. You show me better that. quality. Yeah, yeah I showed you that. You better quality, that, yeah. more angles, better audio, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, not even better audio. A audio. Yeah, audio. You just get like some loop song. Yeah, hip hop song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, And then on top of that, they the problem is like like NFT like they keep talking about this ownership like they keep shilling this ownership thing. But you don't own a Top Shot. I no. bet you... It's for sure owned by NBA. It's for sure owned by NBA. <laughs> I have LeBron James dunking, and yeah. then, like, let's say a movie, a studio's like, hey, we really want that clip in our in our a movie. And they're like, all right, I, I, I own it. And NBA's like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, so what do you got? And so, like, like I love Top Shot because they made a lot, made me a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, for the... Like, for literally the, the easiest money of my life. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. That's the only reason why I love it. We went, on, we, 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 we went on a trip, and then uh, Victor like opened a Top Shot pack with two like two LeBrons in there or something, and yeah. it was like four grand. No, 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 no. That was the John Morant. Oh, John. I opened a John Morant, and it was selling for four grand. <laughs> so I was like, Omega Law, I just sold it right <laughs> yeah. away. And now it's probably worth like, I don't know, maybe like a thousand or less, I guess. What, what was the uh, pack, I guess? Do you know, know, price. Know. I don't even know. No, oh, it cost me... I think it's like a hundred dollar, hundred to two hundred dollar one. Yeah, but yeah. crazy returns for yeah. what what that on tail is just like. Were you lucky enough to get a pack and then what you open in the pack? Right. And boom, four K. Uh, <laughs> we can we can continue talking about Top Shot. I was thinking, yeah, we just right. continue talking about. So Top then, Shot. Top Shot, like you don't own it. You don't. NBA own it. owns it. Correct. So what it really is is. Resellers selling to resellers, hoping yeah. they can resell it. Are you gonna how are you gonna pass these down to your grandkids? You know what I mean? Oh, see, like that's the thing too. That that's another thing. Like uh, when you talk about like digital degradation, mm -hmm. nobody knows what like your passwords are. Like if you, you know, yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. right? Can Jasmine log into all your whatever things and like close all your accounts if she has to? Right, get right. any information that she has to? Mm -hmm. A physical thing, I can just open it up and like, oh, this is what he had. Cool. Yeah, da, da, exactly. Da, da, da. Yeah. yeah, you can't like do that. like. That's another factor in like digital goods like deteriorating over time. Right. That has nothing to do with like the file itself. File itself still exists. That right. guy's Bitcoin still exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Bitcoin's still out there. Yeah. Hunting, man. Yeah. Like, but you can't get it. Yeah. Like, which, which I find that to be ridiculously stupid. Like, do you actually? I don't want to say do you actually own it, but like your ownership is limited yeah. on it. And it, to me, that sounds kind of crazy. Okay, so talking about NFTs and you know their value and what they're priced at. Something else that, you know, that me and Victor have been talking about is the initial value of things coming out now is getting kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
like I don't know if you know you guys or girls listening right now like have ever heard of like Flesh and Blood. Have you guys heard about Flesh yeah. and Blood? Right. That's a card game that re- like recently came out, and the first boxes of those are like thousands of dollars. Five like, digits. Right already. Maybe six digits. Yeah. Pokemon when they first came out, like dude, a pack was three bucks. First edition yeah. Charizard was at most like three four hundred bucks. Yeah, and so like. Now that these new games are being priced at like such a premium because there's resellers coming in and re- buying it up, yeah, um, it's it's taking away from the accessibility of the game and it's not being able to grow. Right. Yeah. What's and that the, game? The crypto the one. Uh, it's like a copy of Pokemon. It's like brand new. That's when Brad talked about it. Metazoo. Metazoo. Oh yeah. yeah. Like Metazoo, it's almost like a straight knock off of the Pokemon um, trading card game. Mm-hmm. Like, its own art and everything, but like, mm-hmm. its first booster box goes for like a lot of money, and we're just saying like, that will never help you move your product because you're not a game anymore. Yeah, you're yeah. seen as like this collectible. collectible you're just trade. a collectible at that point. Yeah. Right. Right. It's... Which you'll never, and then it's kind of bad for that company because I guess unless they sell it at a resale price, they're never gonna coop that mm-hmm. difference of how much their product actually worth and I think it definitely happened with the, like this whole card collectibles boom like um, right out of the gate when uh, NBA Top Shot got big everything was going for a lot yeah like, yeah a lot of money yeah if you got yeah. a pack you were you were making yeah money you were making sure. a lot of money yeah. so people are just like making bad I mean how when I say this is a bad investment but like these bad investment ideas of like oh if I buy this drama thing at 4,000 later on it's gonna be worth 100k because you can see uh-huh. how much the hype is now mm-hmm. But then there's like a lot of other things baked into it that they don't really realize and they just think like, oh, this is a sound investment and it's going to go up because of X, Y, and Z. But like, are those X, Y, Z reasons actually valid? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's all over Reddit. Like people on Reddit and being talked about, they're like, oh, this is a good investment because A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. But yeah. Topshop has been nothing but going straight down. Yeah. It's almost worth it not to buy a pack anymore because the, the commission fee that they take out, like twice when you sell it and when you pull out your money, mm-hmm. you know, it makes it almost not worth it. If you get like a mediocre one, you lose money. Yeah. The the the, the resale price of all these like new goods is like based completely on the projected value of it in the future, right? Like I'm yeah. paying a hundred dollars right now for this box that was originally retailed at twenty dollars. Yeah. I think it'll go to one fifty, right? Or or I think it'll yeah. go to whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And. I'm kind of it's like it's like and everyone's doing that compounding it making it you know shoot to whatever right uh-huh. but that eliminates all like organic interest in the game right well, and, of course and, yeah and, yeah and now it's no longer a game now it's just no one wants to sell it that kind of thing right? yeah uh which is good in the short run but like it's not like a sustainable like, you think pokemon's gonna sustain um, you're the pokemon guy like you even I, 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 the branding I, is too strong. Is though, yeah. no, I, I, you even backed out of English, and that says a lot. Yeah, I mean that's just because right? it was, it was mostly because of people who collect it. Like, yeah. I, I didn't want to go to Target and fight all these people. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to do all that. And Japanese was a lot easier, right. and card quality was better, and the limited promos over there were better. Right. I, I, I like them more. It's better fundamental. So yeah, I was just like you know I'll just do this instead. Like, um, mm-hmm. and I don't have like unlimited money to go do everything. So I was like, all right, like, with the limited amount of money I have, what do I want to focus on? And I'll just do this. But that's why I did that. Right. Um, Came with the plan. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a rich premium that comes with just NFTs in general. Like, there are, I have some friends that um, just do, di that did digital art, just like for fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a pretty successful friend selling digital art now. His name is Michael K Kozlowski. Um, and he's able to command like multiple Ethereum prices for something that for he's been just doing on the side. Yeah. So it's like now people, because of the, the, just the novelty of NFTs being new, it gives artists a huge incentive to try to get out like their work right now. Cause like imagine yeah. if NFTs were just like something that's been around for a really long time, then you really need to compensate by making something like beautiful, really beautiful. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's a whole first market thing, right? You yeah. Know, that's the most potential for profit, right? Yeah. Which is in at complete odds with like, every artist has a dilemma of like, do I go for money? Do I go for this? Yeah. Am I selling out? Yeah, Is my yeah, soul? I kind yeah, of yeah. cause the sellout because he sells stuff now, but yeah. when he was bored, broke, he wasn't a sellout. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 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 fuck you, I want money too, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, um, I, you know, you, you said your friend was doing it on the side, right? Right. Like, on the side is probably like, at least like, hundreds of hours every year, you know, yeah. into yeah, it, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It's not just like a, oh, well, yeah, he did it like da, da, da. I would say, and not to knock your friend, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's great. But let's say like uh, Beeple, right? He did one every day. Yeah. So there are really talented artists that can just throw something up in like four hours and mm -hmm. make it look incredible. So like, I guess it's going back to the value, right? Does that warrant the price of but the then world. what are you saying like because he can do it fast it's not worth a lot no no i'm saying that oh yeah okay so what i, what I mean by that is that i feel prices are significantly overflated overinflated mm. because people are just trying to get on this like oh if i get it now it's going to skyrocket later oh yeah it's all like resellers planning to resell it again yeah. not really like a oh to me this is really worth this much. Because I know you really like Mad Dog Jones. Yeah. So it's it's a testament that you're not actually purchasing anything from him oh, right now. It's really expensive. I can't afford it. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, even even say, for example, like one of his things might be like 20 grand for like one of his digital yeah, pieces. I can't afford it. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing. It's like you already love Mad Dog Jones and you believe in Mad Dog Jones and you still think 20 grand is not... A justifiable amount where even you don't even see it as an investment because I, I, I can't afford it. Well, also you were saying if, even if he could afford it, what could he do with it right now? There's no like you can't display it. You can't. There's no frame for it. There's no like what do you? Yeah, that's a good point too. Like, yeah. you think NFTs right now are in like an elitist category? Yes. Like you're saying, it's luxury good. Once you said that, I was like, that kind of makes a little bit more yeah sense. Yeah, yeah treat it as a luxury good. Because there's so many steps that you have to take to actually purchase. NFT too like right. you gotta like sign up for the platform have a wallet you, everything yeah now what other what other platforms can NFT, uh, NFTs be on right you have digital art you have music maybe trace right tracing a yeah. from one place to another mm -hmm. like a breadcrumb right. yeah like a breadcrumb right and what else can be attached to you that actually warrants and means that much amount of money Right. Like, yeah, you can NFT an avatar later down in the future for the whole metaverse thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, is that 
is a kid really gonna pay? Kid, a kid can't even pay like a hundred bucks for it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think right now, just in general, the uh, the value of money is like very much in flux. Where it's like. What is a dollar worth? Like supposedly everyone's poor, but everyone's rich too. I know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like AMC, yeah. like the, all the meme stocks, right? Everyone's yeah. able yeah. to pump into the meme stocks. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like money is like very like. That's how I feel too, and that's how that's why. It's scary. Yeah, it's really I kind of that's why I've been looking into crypto more. I've been taking a little bit more serious. Is that like, if one day there's like this huge thing that happens like if world war three breaks out i'm i'm sure crypto is like what we're going to start using if there's like tensions between countries and countries decide to not use each other's <laughs> currencies and stuff right. like that's crypto that's crypto city like that what? is oh, you see that God, one uh, video <laughs> go it's like this uh these uh Ch- chinese uh, news anchors okay and this one guy is like asking this guy he's like what would happen if the world were to adopt crypto? And the guy's like, I, I can tell you precisely what would happen if the world adopted crypto. Like, if, the, if all of a sudden everyone in the world started using Bitcoin, we would die. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what? Wait, this is a serious... No, this is a serious like, music. Where can you draw, draw, that, draw that from? Like, I don't know, that was the whole clip. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just ends there. It's me, it's me. Right, okay, okay. I think, yeah, crypto's going to be hard because right now crypto, as much as people want to say it's based off of the value of a Satoshi or whatever, it's still based off the... Uh, it is, yeah, a lot of people like to join crypto in, in hopes of increasing their USD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 There's a lot of people that say they're down for crypto and about it, but not really about it. I, I get, like, the idea behind yeah. crypto. Like, the fact that you can trade on Saturday and you can get the money then. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I get, like, why it exists. Um, I don't think... You believe in crypto when you believe that there's a possibility that the world can... And I'm, I use the word believe very, very purposefully here. It's like, you believe in crypto if there's a possibility that the world needs... It becomes in need of, like, a central, like, everyone is in charge of everyone type of mentality. If we could get the whole world to adopt crypto, we could travel the universe. Because <laughs> then we could all unite under one money. Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> Cool. It's we, like a very democratic cool. we do that, society. We do that, everyone adopts it. I fucking lose my hard drive. And yeah, I and mean, then what? You, that is, that's hella dangerous, yeah. dude. I mean, yeah, you the, can lose your wallet, but at least you have a bank. You put yeah. your money in the bank. And I'm make, sure that right? there's going to be some people that offer, like... So then it's a centralized? Well, that's the, thing, that's the thing. When you have... When everyone is on a decentralized platform, there's going to be some people that create businesses on that decentralized platform. Which makes it semi-centralized. Correct. And so <laughs> that's going to be just you trusting a bank on this thing that... It, so blockchain is universal. China is on the same blockchain as the US. Right. So the reason why a company that's on the blockchain that you know is quote-unquote is centralized, it's still off of the main chain where like a bank in the u.s is completely different than a bank in china mm-hmm. so in this decentralized world where everyone's on the same blockchain that everyone respects even if someone were to be centralized at least that's like they take customers from everywhere oh, okay. which is yeah. different it's that's a true. little bit more different there's that's no true. laws or regulations <laughs> of a particular and it's not country. like oh what's time what time is it in china they're closed right now right exactly <laughs> yeah and so that's a huge that's a huge thing. It's like, you know, as people become more and more, I don't even know what kids are 
like thinking about these days is in terms of like politics as people become less and less into politics less into religion which i think is the the meta i think it's happening now. yeah there's gonna come a, there's gonna come a day where like people don't you know look towards a, a superpower like people are gonna like be like well, let's let's take things into our own hands like the whole meme thing gme and amc like that type of that type of thing. What, what's it Alex? oh no I, don't, I feel like kids are more political now but it's like i think they're more political but less religious yeah oh, sure. but more political yeah. in expressing their views yeah. rather than being like well yeah. yeah i think kids are being more political now sure yeah. okay but i mean it's it's also more political on social media purely and right and, you know how much of that is actual action yeah um yeah. i saw this article I, c- I couldn't find the actual source but it was like um something that governments in power do is they allow people to have a voice mm-hmm. to feel like they have the power to change right while acting completely different from whatever they're they're supposedly doing mm-hmm. in order to you know keep them happy and, and but i mean at least they can try to make some sort of impact change within their immediate community whether yeah. it be like within their yeah. friend group going back to the whole recycling thing yeah yeah, yeah. so i uh, it's kind of like a control thing you're saying no, I mean, I, mani- I mean, not manipulating, but like, let them, let them do things that think they're actually doing something. Yeah. But maybe it's actually impacting within their, you know, internal social. Groups. Like, what do you guys think about the whole decentralized thing? Is it is it like just? Because I that's where I see the main value of crypto. But you guys not you guys not. No, no, I, I agree with that completely. When I okay, it's like, was it twenty sixteen when Bitcoin and uh, everything first blew up, right? Yeah. When I, when it was starting to blow up, I read about it. And I read about like the actual reasoning behind why it exists. I was like, "Oh, this makes sense." Mm-hmm. And then all these altcoins started popping up, yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, now this doesn't make, sense. make sense. Why are you like, okay, like everyone has trouble doing this? You know, we're trying to make it a unified system. Right? Like, why why would you have twenty unified systems? That makes no sense." Yeah, yeah exactly. So after that happened, I completely fell off on crypto. Yeah. And then um, over the years. Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin were the top three, right? Right. So, so it's yeah. like, you know, uh, uh, over the years, kind of weed out all the shit ones, right? Mm-hmm. I, I remember the dumbest one I heard was um, Kodak was going to have a... Oh, a yeah. Yeah, their stock went up. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that was the thing to do. It's like, oh, it's we're, we're going to announce a crypto. Mm-hmm. Stock stock goes up. Right. Who knows what happens to it? Stock yeah. goes down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I think, you know, given even just four years... We've already seen like all the shit ones go away. Oh, it's um, all good. It's all good. And it's uh, you know, the ones that actually have value, the ones that actually can prove themselves to be to be useful, mm-hmm. like, especially with Ethereum now with the whole contracts and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll what's it called? Uh, they'll rise to the top. Dogecoin. <laughs> Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Thoughts on Dogecoin? I don't, uh, I don't know anything about. I I I, I I only know that it is. An actual unlimited coin. Yeah, there's there's circulating, uh, there's increasing supply. Yeah, yeah every every yeah. time because yeah. they they account for that person that loses their USB. Yeah, they know that bitcoins and how do they account for that? Because uh, they, they just generate more each each oh, block that is mined, it just keeps on generating more yeah, which, at, at a stable rate. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's good because you want coins in the market and you right. want enough to keep the price stable. Yeah. where it, 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 people don't hoard it but people are hoarding it now which is like yeah which, which is kind of like you know the guy who, who uses his 
USB. Loses his USB. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that guy. Yeah. That guy because he keeps bringing him up. You got to get it back. He's getting roasted. Even though more, even though more coins get minted, yeah. he can't get it anymore. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's like uh, say you know you were in real life had a safe and your house burned down and all the money that was in that safe burned down. Yeah. And you lose that money. That guy lost his USB. Well, it's because he didn't put then, it in the bank. But then yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a way to. But then, even though that guy lost his money, it's not like the whole circulation supply, there's no more of that guy's money anymore, right? Yeah, So right. The, the supply is being regenerated by right. mining more Dogecoin, which, you know, it, it makes sense, but it's also like... That's what I'm talking about, is that we brought up before how people are taking money, like, like low-key, kind of like less seriously yeah. Yeah. right now. Because yeah. people are just spending money on the resell the like type of items. Like they, just, they just full send graphics cards in the hopes of making more money. Everything right now seems like an investment. Like everyone's yeah. trying to invest in something and make their money work for them because they're bored at home and all that whatnot. It's things like AMC, GameStop, Dogecoin... That leads me to believe that people are getting just like restless and tired. They they like yeah. want something to happen. Yeah. And when that thing happens, when it eventually happens, because I feel like this all foreshadow for something that's gonna happen. And I'm like famously known on the podcast to be in the middle about like making sure that like don't don't be too bearish, don't mm-hmm. be too bullish. But this is like one of the main things that I look at crypto. And I'm like thinking like okay that can actually work when my max loss scenario of this, you know, the world ending happens. Like, people mm-hmm. will use crypto then. Like, there's no, there's, I can't think of anything else when this uprising happens. But then how much, how can they base how much a crypto, let's say Bitcoin would be worth if they don't have their own fiat money? It's whatever the market deems it to be. There's yeah. going to be a massive amount of people that sell. There's yeah. going to be a massive amount of people that buy. And then it's going to fluctuate and we'll consolidate some some price or some Satoshi. It's not even good. We not, we're not going to care about U.S. dollars. Yeah. It could just be point zero 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 one one zero 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 one is an apple yeah there you go there you go that's what i'm talking yeah. about dude like right, right now it's too like no one wants to spend their bitcoin because they're like if i spend it now it might skyrocket exactly and that's yeah. a huge criticism of yeah. bitcoin right now imagine if uh was it the amazon go feature the the mark the grocery store where you mm-hmm. just walk in and out mm-hmm. and then like if you had that based on like crypto which was like a like like a usable crypto that people actually spend and aren't like investing yeah. in, mm-hmm. but like you know, digital wallet kind of thing, you just tie to that. But I mean, th- how's that different than just tying it to your credit card? Because anybody could be a pan processor if you mm-hmm. just if everyone just relies on blockchain. Yeah, you don't need to go through Visa, you don't need to go through anything. You just have everyone follow your protocol through your smart contract for when you enter your store. You're still in management of like what happens when someone goes in with their wallet do you do you have access to their wallet they probably need to accept some terms or accept some right. some computation on their wallet so i have to do that every every time i go into a store that adopts this we'll see how smart smart contracts are in the coming years because like venmo you can you can purchase crypto on venmo now yes. you can purchase yeah. crypto on cash app PayPal, now PayPal, paypal yeah i mean and visa is like fully supporting ethereum now cash app yeah. right it's crazy so like all this crypto talk going around, I'm just glad that I have friends that are like in like more in the middle. Cause like, it's really hard to talk about crypto with someone in public these days. Yeah. 
because you either meet the the boomer that's like that doesn't know anything about it, or like the super excited person that's telling you to go into all these altcoins uh, because yeah, it's the, the future. Or the people that uh, bought it to sell drugs, buy and sell drugs back then. <laughs> so, yeah, and those are the ones that hit the licks on, the, on, lick, the, yeah. on the crypto. It's yeah. like the ones that use it on, to buy drugs on Silk Road, yeah. <laughs> left over Bitcoin, yeah. and then went back on a high, like visiting parents from college. Like, oh, I have 10 Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I saw um, uh, a meme like earlier this week that was like, "Dude, just let your girlfriend talk about astrology. You like talking about crypto. That's way more embarrassing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. I'm about it. I'm about it. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Bringing back to NFT. So, do you see value in NFT right now? I, 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 I would say right now because in the future yeah, you never yeah know. you can all, yeah. It, the safest bet is always say yeah but in the future but what about right yeah, now right, I'll say right now Alex go what, what is your what is your last you know statement about NFTs until we come back on another episode uh, I'm not getting into any I think it'll do well um, every NFT is based on Ethereum so I'm just buying Ethereum <laughs> that's, a <good laughs> that's a good point that's a good yeah. point I personally think there are applications for NFT. Oh, we didn't even talk about it today. Um, maybe we'll talk about it next episode because it's getting kind of long. But um, there's applications of NFT that genuinely work, like concert tickets, which is something we didn't talk about. It's mm-hmm. like you can't counterfeit uh-huh. uh, tickets on, like, say, the blockchain. Where like oh, each, yeah, oh, each oh, one is each like one each one's minted, and like you're you're the only one that's ever going to have a copy of that. Oh, so and it's impossible to guess. That's a thing. Like kind of for like a more temporary use than like a this yeah, that makes forever. Sense. Exactly. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah, yeah. That, something that's, that's minted, genuinely yours. It's yours only, and you have the only copy of it to use once. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that actually does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Uh, shout out to Gary Vee because I <laughs> I heard it. I heard it on one of his Instagram clips. I think. Yeah, I think right now there's not a lot of um, Dude, realistic, pla- practical usage mm-hmm. that are being implemented. I feel like right now. A lot of it is just like get into it so you can make money. You know, you have like movie stars trying to create NFTs. Yeah, the fucking the the Oscars with the Chadwick Boseman yeah. NFT. Oh, that was so oh, yeah, it's, it's, bad. Bad. Oof. it's like they're, Oof. it's like they're Oof. doing it for the sake of doing it, and hopefully it'll go up. Yeah. Which I think that's that so the scary. thing that leaves a bad taste in my mouth for NFTs. Yeah, it's not a thing where people are like, let's see how we can use this to for make good. the world better. Yeah. And well, I mean, do things that people are actually asking for versus like, hey man, I'm just gonna build one and hopefully someone buys it for like fifty. The the way I feel about NFTs now is how I felt about altcoins before, mm-hmm. where I was like, it's also uh, kind of like how the internet was, but how the altcoins turn out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, what what I mean is like, the good ones will rise, whatever's yeah. bad will yeah. just disappear into and no one will remember it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the internet thing you're talking about. Like, I saw an article that was like, it was published in December thirty first. Uh, 2000 sure. and then the article the headline for the article was um, millions give up on the internet as it's, as it's <laughs> yeah. assumed to be a passing fad a lot of what makes like the beginning and infancy of a technology cool is that like there's this like there's this wild wild west everyone's trying to figure out what how to use it and like the people that figure out the first well I mean that's NBA's attempt in, yeah but like, let's remember, like the internet, where it is so fast and it's grown so 
so much because of porn. It's so young. It's porn. porn. It's porn. It's, porn. Yeah. it's like selfish needs and yeah. then advancing it forward. So if people are creating all these altcoins in hopes of, you know, getting more more money just for no reason, right? There's good altcoins. I'm not going to name any just because I don't want to be responsible for anyone's, like, lost their game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Wait, but, but there's, there's, like, bad ones that will inevitably be just examples of, like, how not to use this technology because right. right now everyone feels justified in saying like this is how you're supposed to use it but yeah like alex said it's going to mature and the good ones will remain yeah yeah it's, it's like a just natural just weeding out process mm -hmm. yeah and what a time we, we we've gone through the internet and we're going through crypto which are two huge things that you yeah. That didn't exist before, and we're like we're we're consistently getting like innovated on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what NFT comes. You know, has us. I was talking to someone. Future. I was talking to someone eight years younger than me, and I was trying to explain a flip phone. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I was like, Ah, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, but I feel old. I'd be really interested to see your listeners, Austin and Judy, like. Uh, be super embarrassed. No, no, no. I'd, I'd be interested in, like, other takes, because we only talk about it, like, with us. Yeah. You know, us three, really, mm -hmm. like, not really with our other friends, so people that actually think about it, so I'd, I'd be interested to see what they have to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I w I'd let yeah. the, I love the listeners know that, like, if they want more dialogue-type episodes where I invite you guys over to let me know. Oh, Remember, guys yeah. and girls, junior at thetygame.com, let me know if this is whack. Let me know if this is cool. Let me know back. if this is fun. <laughs> um, but that's gonna that's gonna wrap up today's episode. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. No, fun. thank you for coming over. And uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and end this section and go out to the outro. Later. Okay, and you just listened to the very first uh, dialogue-focused uh, datinggang.com uh, podcast episode. And uh, yeah, I hope it turned out okay. I'm recording this outro before the main topic was even recorded just because, I'm again, I'm biding time till Alex gets back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want to let everyone know also, like, I do have a position in crypto. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to say that in the topic. And like, I want to be entirely clear that I think you should only be putting money into crypto that you can afford to lose. And that the reason why I have my stance in crypto um, and my, you know, lack of opinion publicly on crypto is like, I don't want to entice people into something that's already ran so hard, right? Like, I don't like you know, talking about bullish things when things are bullish, actually. It's like, I'll be the person or the trader to, like, remind everybody, like, oh, you know, as long as we're, as long as we're good people, we'll make it out okay, and we're, like, at COVID bottom, and I'm just, like, making sure, like, oh, yeah, just make, just be optimistically bullish, like, don't expect it to go up. Like, I'm that type of person, right? I'm not the person that sees Ethereum hit $4,000 and say, you know, get in before it's too late, because that, that is 
the behavior and those phrases that like kind of like trigger me is like wow you're not even like thinking about other people oh judy why are you why are you putting down people that are just excited about their investment people aren't allowed to be excited about their investment i think people are allowed to be excited about their investment it's just like don't make your friends feel bad and don't try to like spread fomo you get what i mean like you should take it upon yourself to like have some sort of like responsibility where like if people um you you know that people respect your opinion you should be a little bit more careful with like what you say because you know that that stuff really matters sometimes you know i'm all for being yourself and making sure you understand that you need to make yourself happy and you need to talk how you want to talk but if you are in a position where you know maybe your friends all trust what you have to say about finance like seriously if you're that friend in the group you have some sort of moral responsibility just like take the gas off the pedal or take the pedal off the gas <laughs> uh, when things get a little hot right because what are you going to do if you tell someone oh get in before it's too late when ethereum is at four thousand dollars and it dips down to 2.2k and you know that your friends went in on the day that uh, you said that, right? Are you just going to say, oops, my bad? So that that's the type of behavior that I'm trying to protect myself from. It's like, you know, I have a lot of people coming up to me, like asking for like, oh, what's the next big stock? What's this? And it's like, I always just fall back to like, yo, is your IRA maxed out? Make sure you max out your IRA uh, and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, without going too deep into that, it's just like, yeah, crypto is very much one of those things that have just ran super hard. And um, today's topic is definitely not really about the stock market, rather it's just crypto and NFTs in general. And um, yeah, I just hope uh, you guys and girls liked it. If you don't, if you didn't like it, you need to tell me. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to think like, oh, you know, everyone is totally cool with it. I'm just going to keep keep inviting them back you know ever ever so often like once a month or twice a month who knows um but if you really do end up liking it maybe it just becomes like a midweek episode maybe one of your some of your feedback is like um junie i i liked the talk but i also just want a weekly dose of stock market talk so if you can just make these dialogue specific these dialogue themed episodes something that you do midweek i prefer that or you're if you think like oh this is a good change of pace um you know this can freely replace saturdays i don't mind or uh the, during the weekend or whatever um yeah oh oh my, oh my goodness like i almost forgot let me shout out my patrons and just save it in outro oh, oh judy you're not prepared you, you why are you recording a podcast you you, you i would be prepared <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Quick shout out to Bingo Bango, Majadir, Andrew, EC, Kim, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Malab, Yegmar, Can't Make Money, IRL, Empty Cans, O'Near, Boop2865, Mitch Bay7, J Train184, Greg Thomas, GJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Hamas, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Finney, Piz, Island Bell, Wheaton, Soups Mojo, Na, Oda, Cheese, Maltman1856, Chivanis, NM, M. Hayden, Low Little, Mr. Sneezy, Middle, Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Gorlami, Salami, Leo Jetson, Johnny Five, Fancy Wolf, Bizu, Nate the River, Jacinda, Wilkai, Norfus, Beery, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, RR Dine, <gasps> Ober, Slava Litvin, Ivan Yurkinov, Red Green Blue, Roadster 99, Dissentia, Taco Tuesday, Arf Man, Lord Skeletor, Radovan 1986, Laser Reservist, The Jester, Crispy Cream Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, AG, and Ensis 88. <gasps> oh, nice. 
man, I still fumble sometimes, especially like if I haven't eaten yet. That's a thing. Um, so yeah, I go home uh, at the at the end of I go home on Sunday. Yeah, so it's like a day from now. Today is Saturday, by the way, or yeah, Saturday, May 29th. Uh, so I go home. I'm. I think I'm gonna leave tomorrow. It just depends on like when I get packed and if I feel ready enough to like drive at night. Um, what else is there? Uh, nothing. Nothing much. Like just beyond that, today's episode is just something entirely new, and I'm like nervous and excited to like rec- start recording it. Like again, remember this outro was recorded before the topic was talked about, and I, I hope it goes well because. When I'm talking with Victor in the car, sometimes I I like I'm like close to peeing in my pants because sometimes it's just so funny of the like the like the the hyperboles we come up with um, just talking about like you know the newest tech on things or the old white papers coming out and it's just it'd be kind of cool just letting letting you guys and girls know more of like just how I talk just in general because <laughs> i'm always by myself like on the stream i'm talking with myself or talking with the chat right or on the podcast i'm just talking by myself like i you guys and girls actually have never heard me like communicate like to my friends and so uh this will be a little bit more telling <laughs> and uh I, i'm just excited and, well, and nervous but both both i'm both um but as for like external things like my mom and the reason I'm going back she's doing like she's doing she's doing technically worse but there are things that were previously outside of her control that are getting better like I think her like mental and health state uh, is going down but she like for example just recently got a therapist like a korean speaking therapist so that's huge right like a therapist that's taking um like appointments now like during like this covid stuff um and you know she's at her and this is like totally you know is it bittersweet like pro and con but like she's at her like out of pocket maximum for her insurance now so like all of these like emergency room visits are, you know, you still have to pay the copay, but it's free, right? Like, just reaching that maximum. Make sure you have good insurance, right? Like if you, if you know your parents are on like the cheaper side, right? Like shout out to Asian immigrant parents. Um, uh, make sure they have like good health insurance going into like age, like to make sure that they're they actually have like good coverage because really like this. This stuff that happened with my mom kind of, like, came out of nowhere. But, like, thankfully, like, um, my mom is, like, one of those believers, like, health is wealth. So, like, they've always had, like, really good insurance. And it's, like, really paying off. Um, And notice how I don't have, like, an ad spot right now for insurance. I just think it's genuinely good advice for you to remind your parents, like, hey, you know, don't care about life insurance. Not trying to send that message. But, like, you know, have you looked at what your health what your health insurance covers you know when was the last time you got your eyes checked you know you don't want to make you want to make sure like you're following up on that stuff because you don't want things to get out of your control uh, before it's too late um what else uh you know i think that is all thank you for tuning in today's episode 
I, I don't know how long this episode is or will be, but I appreciate all of you. Um, it's just a blast doing this, and, you know, if you want to do something like this, um, where you talk in a mic and just hopefully one person on in the world cares about your opinion, you know, definitely just come check out the stream at twitch.tv slash realthetagang. And ask me all the all the questions you want. Like I mean, it's basically an AMA every stream. And if if you want to ask me questions about like, oh Junie, what software do you use? Oh Junie, what's daygame.com made out of? Oh Junie, what is this? I'm I'm gonna be right there. I'm gonna be able to tell you everything because I did everything myself. I built everything. I record everything. I'm my own social media person. If you want help starting your own thing, my my Twitch chat, my Twitch stream is definitely the place where you just get free, real advice from someone that's not going to try to pitch you a service or something. I'm not going to tell you, oh, join my Patreon and then I'll help you out. I'll help you out right there for free in Twitch with all the people listening and helping you, like hyping you up too. There's not enough people doing their own thing these days. And it's definitely because of like fear of like failure. And I have failed a lot of times but before this turns into a therapy session just want to extend that invite out one more time 6 p.m on tuesdays twitch.tv slash real gang and then um i'll see you there it's 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 a fun wholesome pot or <laughs> pocket stream um thank you all for listening i hope you and everyone that you care about and that everyone that's close to you has good health good wealth and good future